from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. If you are impatient as I was, I understand as the computer, for some reason on, on, on Thursdays, likes to have little moments of, let's call them hot flashes, shall we? So the computer had a little moment. We're here. We're happy to be here. We thank you so much for being patient. And waiting on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We're here with you every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We appreciate you being here today. And like I said, being a little bit patient. We have a full show stocked for you today on this broadcast. And I'm so excited to be able to share this show with you. And once again, a happy celebration day to my grandmother, who would have been 104 years old yesterday. She lived to be just shy of 101 while she was here on this beautiful planet. And now that she is up in everlasting life with the big guy upstairs, I am very happy to know that uh, she's watching over us and that my angel, who was always here with me, is spreading her wings up in heaven and dancing with my grandfather again. So with that being said, I welcome you into today's broadcast. I thank you so much for listening listening into today's show. So much to talk about, so much to discuss. Papa Joe is going to be with us here in hour number one. PJ is with us every Thursday morning. We're going to talk about the Sunshine State. It's essentially a Sunshine State update because PJ is living down in Florida. So he's going to tell us what's going on in Florida with the reopening uh, Florida seemingly closed for about five seconds and then opened right back up again. And the repercussions that I figured were going to be tremendously not ideal are being, in fact, that. So Papa Joe's going to give us the numbers. He's going to let us know what's going on and how that could be affecting sports and entertainment and your vacation as well as mine as we move forward here in this coronavirus time period that we've gone through. And in hour number two, we're going to be joined by Adonis Amin Moore. Adonis Amin Moore is one of my favorite players in Syracuse. Syracuse history because he's one of my favorite people and he will be joining the show at 10 15 a.m eastern time in about an hour from now and him and I will be discussing a very unique perspective that he carries which I think is tremendous for what's going on in today's world as he is a member of the black community but he is also a member of law enforcement so saying that Law enforcement doesn't matter would affect him. Saying that black lives don't matter would affect him. So what does it mean to him to be on both sides of the uh, conversation that some people are having right now? We will discuss with him the state of the world, and we will discuss with him what's going on from his perspective, which, I said, like I said, is, is such a unique perspective that I think can really shed some light on what's going on in today's world. So I would, you know, I, I appreciate Adonis. I have him on as much as we possibly can, and I think uh, today is going to be a show to remember. So I look forward to you tuning in all the way through Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora all the way to 11 a.m. Eastern time today. So with that being said, let's bring him into the broadcast. Papa Joe is here with us live. PJ, how you doing today? Good morning, Daniel. Lovely Florida day in in this infamous state right now. Just <laughs> yeah, all blown up. You know, and let's go straight into it, Papa Joe. I mean, the numbers have been staggering. Uh, you were very concerned about Florida and its decision making to 
to uh, you know close and then open up so quickly. Did it feel like it felt to me up here that you essentially that the state of Florida essentially closed for about a week or so and then flipped around and said, "Hey, we're going to start reopening." I mean, they, it seemed like they were the last state to close and the first state to reopen. Did it feel like that down there for you? Well, it was done pretty hurriedly, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, Governor DeSantis, like the rest of the governors, had their three-point plan or four-point plan, in your case, up there. Yeah. And they sort of they sort of rushed through it. Um, uh, I can't say rushed through it. I mean, they, they were a little bit deliberate, but not that deliberate because we're wide open again. So, you know, once you get the bars open and restaurants open and the, the tattoo parlors and the hairdressers and the barbers and the intimate uh, uh, professions, uh, you know, things started going downhill and it, it, as as we speak it's it's getting worse i mean you know last week we were having maybe 3000 3200 cases a day now it's up over 5000 cases a day and you still have people swarming into the state st george street which is of course you know st augustine is a destination area yeah and st george street is right in the middle of the downtown st augustine and uh two well, a month ago there was no one walking there now there's it's swarmed again and with no masks so i i don't know i don't know if if uh, sanity prevails in this particular case but it, it doesn't seem like it whatever's whatever they put in place is not working i mean did, did, essentially does it i mean to me at least from the outside looking in it seems like everything just just opened too quick or maybe never truly closed i did it feel like Florida really ever closed? Because it seemed like they couldn't get anybody off the beaches. And then they finally were like, okay, well, you shouldn't be on the beach. And then it's like, okay, well, we're going to take you off the beach. But, you know, I would feel like a lot of these, a lot of a lot of the kind of continuation of this is that people weren't listening. People were still going on their vacations. They were still doing whatever they wanted to do. You know, does this come down to the fact of maybe two reasons? One being that people didn't listen to the rules, and number two, that's, uh, that Florida didn't give enough time to really set back up. Listen, this state is a multi-billion dollar state for industry. Uh, after a couple of months of sad numbers coming into the, to the revenue departments in the state of Florida, uh, some of the uh, endowment plans uh, started to really falter, and they just cried, you know, said, listen, open up the state, let people come in and spend money so people pay their sales taxes so we can get our 12 years filled back up. You know, it's, it's economical. I mean, it just wasn't going to, it wasn't working the way that they were, that they had planned because they thought maybe they could take three or four months off. But that, you can't do that in this state because most of the revenue is derived from sales tax, especially from people that are visiting the state. So you're right. It was closed not for very long. Now, uh, uh, locally speaking, here in Jacksonville and St. Augustine, uh, a lot of restaurants and bars are closed again. Yeah. And the, one, the ones that didn't open them are permanently closed. And the ones that did open are back shut again. Uh, you know, this last weekend I celebrated my birthday and Father's Day on the same day, which was monumental for me. It was wonderful to have Mary and, and the meatball and myself. It was great. And we went to one of our favorite restaurants, which is on the, on the ocean, north of town, called The Reef. And we thought it would be fine. There's no call ahead there. They have dozens of tables, you know. All of a sudden, we get there. The parking lot is jammed. There's no place to park. 
Joe dropped me off. He had to park down the road somewhere. We go inside. We had to wait for a table. And I looked at the young lady and I said, well, we called ahead. And she says, well, there's plenty of tables. And, of course, now we're looking at her and there's no tables. And right. That they're, some of them are, some of the waiters are awake, they're, they're wearing the mask and some aren't. So we wound up sitting outside on a beautiful Florida night and we got rained on. We had to move inside. There was no place to sit. So we had to, you know, it was a mess. But social distancing for this place, forget about it. I mean, every table was taken. They had a, a on the second floor, they had a, a celebration of a marriage. Uh, <laughs> you know, Mary and Joe and I are looking at each other and just, just how did this happen? I mean, if, if we're supposed to be following the directions of the state and of the president, you know, there's no social distancing in this place tonight and probably in most restaurants. And uh, But some restaurants and bars have closed just to be safe and the other ones like this one just had to go pell-mell. Well, and that's the thing. Speaking here with Papa Joe this morning with our conversation <clears throat> on what's going on in the Sunshine State as he's down there right now uh, living within this, you know, again, you know, the, the, the speed at which Florida reopened because, you know, you rely on tourism, you rely on travel. This is a heightened time, right? This is, you know, going from spring into the summer. People are supposed to be taking their vacations. They're supposed to be getting out of school and coming down there. Teachers are off for the summer and so on and so forth. So this is supposed to be a high volume time for Disney, for Universal Studios, for, you know, SeaWorld, for the beaches, for everything. And we're supposed to be jam packed. You know, July and August is supposed to be really, really busy down there. And so, you know, it's like it's the age old question of when, you know, when does money not rule the world type of thing? Because, you know, now we're looking at health and safety and money taking precedence over health and safety. And to me, you know, Papa Joe, I mean, you've dealt with money, you've dealt with a lot of different angles of stuff in your life and whatnot when it comes to, you know, Monticello and different places that you run. You know, if if money is more important than health and safety, I don't think we're ever going to get better. That's true, uh, but money talks. Uh, you know, BS walks. <laughs> so uh, if, if people thought that Governor DeSantis wasn't telling the truth, and he's still, he's still not telling the truth, you know, we're sitting down here with almost 110,000 cases, almost 3,300 dead, uh, up over 5,000 cases a day. They say he's rationalizing that, saying, "Well, you know, it's not our older people; it's the younger people, and they're not at they're not at the same risk to die." And da 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 da. You know, so my 65 year old sister is okay, but my 35 year 40 year old son's not okay because he's younger. Yeah. You know, that, that that doesn't that doesn't make sense. So. You know, he's rationalizing it, and he's just trying to, He's I, I guarantee he's praying. He's praying every day to please have the uh, have the, the, the death tolls stop, come down, or whatever. Uh, but it seems to me that Florida, and maybe nationalized, is the more they're testing, the more cases they're finding. Right. Which is telling you that, symptomatically, people are walking around with this thing, and the ones that are older with multiple issues like myself, are at extreme risk, and the young ones don't. Now, I, I, this is going on three months quarantine for me. I I, I go out every once in a while. Uh, I don't do any errands, you know. So it's it's very disconcerting, and it's un, it, it's frankly it's not safe. I don't know what the NFL or the NBA is going to do. I'm not sure what Major League Baseball is going to do because Arizona and Florida are the hot spots, and that's where most of the 
uh, spring training is going to be for baseball. Uh, you got players that are begging out because they got they've already got the virus. The golf the golf tournaments now are, are at, at risk because some players have to withdraw because their caddies are got tested. They're positive. Players are positive. You know. Yeah. You, you bring in with golfers. You know, you're bringing people from all over the world to one spot to play. Doesn't matter if a hundred thousand people are going to watch them. They're not there to watch them, but the rest of the guys are coming from who knows where. You know, England and France and Australia and whatever. So whoever's coming or whatever's coming, it's not going to be safe, and it's not safe. Not going to be safe for basketball for this tournament if they do play it. Yeah. Not going to be not going to be safe for the NFL uh, to start whenever that is. Not going to be safe for baseball, which are going to have spring training on July first. I don't think that's going to happen. It, it may happen, but it's certainly going to be restricted. You should, you know, I'm, I'm venting a little bit now, but I'm upset about uh, some of the ways that Governor DeSantis and the powers that be are trying to figure this thing out. It doesn't seem like they're 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 taking the people into consideration. Uh, they're they're trying to they're trying to uh, sugarcoat it by saying that the older people are more at risk, but the younger people are being tested and they're getting. They're positive, but they're not going to die. You know, come on. That, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Now, if I'm sitting up in Maine, uh, want to come down to Florida, and you're listening to all this stuff, Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what do you do? I mean, it, uh, if, you go to a, if you go to a Howard Johnson down, or I mean, a, a Amex down here, or whatever, Winthrop, or all the huge uh, uh, <laughs> motels, and they're all filled, so what does that tell you? You know, people are still congregating. You know, the casinos are opening up around the country. Uh, some of them are, you know, they're saying, well, you go to the 21 table, there can only be three three there at the same time. Or you run the craps, there can only be four there at one time. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just not, it's not working. It's not working right now. No, you know, and we're looking at what happened uh, recently here and, uh, you know, news that just came through as of yesterday morning. And that is the fact that New York, New Jersey and Connecticut are all imposing a 14 day quarantine on travelers coming in from states with high coronavirus infection rates. Uh, Governor up here in New York, Andrew Cuomo, was joined by Governor Phil Murphy and Governor Ned Lamont on Wednesday to announce the joint quote-unquote travel advisory. Cuomo said, quote, we have a collaboration for the infection rate, and any state that goes over the infection rate, that state will be subject to the quarantine. The infection rate formula will be 10 per 100,000 on a seven-day rolling average, or 10% of the total population positive on a seven-day rolling average. As of Wednesday, the states over the threshold are Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Washington, Utah, and Texas. Now, that may change as different things fluctuate, but that is where we're at right now. Ironically, those are the three places I wanted to go. North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida are all on the list. But if you go to any of these places, you know, then we're looking at uh, an issue of, of people having to quarantine themselves. Uh, Cuomo said all three states are, quote, on the other side of the mountain. He doesn't want to go backwards. He doesn't want to put us through, you know, garbage again. These restaurants are finally starting to open up. 
you know, we finally have hairdressers open and, you know, different places. And I know nail salons, people have been going crazy over when that's going to be open. So, you know, there are going to be fines here. If you're found on a first-time offense, it's $2,000. Second, it's five. And if you cause harm, it's up to $10,000. Now, you can't block somebody from going into a state, but you can state what's going to happen here. Now, Cuomo said the quarantine does apply to people who travel from New York to the impacted states and come back. So if you are a New Yorker, you leave New York, you go to Arizona, and you come home, you have to quarantine for 14 days. If I go down to Florida, I have to quarantine for 14 days. So, you know, this is this is just a reality. Now, I can quarantine because I own my own business, and I can make that work. But do I want to put myself through that? Do I want to put my family through that? So, you know, there's people that want to go, and I've talked to people about this. You know, there's people that are like, oh my, you know, I, I took this vacation five months ago and I just deserve a vacation and I need to go on it. And so, you know, like I already got the time off and I just want to sit by a pool. Well, that's all well and good. It's also very stupid because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to go on vacation. I get that. I wanted to go down to Florida in March. I wanted to go down to Florida in May. I should be going down to Florida in July. But the reality of it all is I might not be going down to Florida for a while and my health and my safety take precedence over me wanting to go to Disney or, you know, obviously stay, stay and come and see you and Mary and Joe. I want to be down there. I want to be with my family. I miss you guys like crazy. But the reality of it all is safety takes precedence. So if you decide to leave the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, or the state of Connecticut during this time period and you go to a state that is over the threshold, like in Arizona or a Florida where baseball is supposed to be, or the Carolinas and, and Utah and Texas and Washington and so on and so forth. If you go to any of these places, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days when you come home. So you got to think about that. If you take vacation and then you come back and tell your boss, well, I just took a week's vacation and now I need two weeks at home, maybe you're fired. You know what I mean? So it's like... Right. It doesn't work. So, I mean, people really have to determine whether going out and going on a vacation and sitting by the beach is worth all of the hell that's going to come after that. And that's a question that, you know, each individual person has to answer. But I'll tell you this, Papa Joe, I'm not going anywhere and then having to quarantine myself. That's for sure. Well, um, I just got an interesting call from actually a young man who used to work for me up at up at Monticello. And, um, he wanted to know how I was doing. I said, I'm doing fine. You know, I said, what's going on with you guys up there? He said, we, we still, we still are not racing. Yeah. He's sitting home collecting a thousand dollars a week on employment because he's getting double what he normally would get because that's what the government gave them. So, you know, the, the people that were working are, are, are getting the benefits, but the people that are working, the horsemen and the, uh, especially they haven't been racing in three months. Yeah. Well, as of a couple of days ago and this coming weekend, most of the racetracks in uh, in New York, Buffalo, Batavia, Vernon uh, Downs, Monticello, Saratoga, whatever, the small harness tracks, now they're going to be open for live racing. Uh, but still no one can come to the track, so most of the money that they earn uh, is going to be off-track off track commissions. So what have these people been doing for the last, last three months? It's extremely difficult for them, extremely difficult. Some of these guys have to go out of business because they can't afford they can't afford to feed and house their their horses for two months or three months yeah. without earning any purse money. So, 
you know, you're gonna you, you, you're gonna see it's different. You know, it's different when you talk about uh, the big tracks down in uh, down in New York City, especially. Uh, I'm part of the uh, Belmont uh, circuit down there. I'm on their accounts and stuff. And you know, we had the Belmont Stakes just this last weekend, but one of the premier races in the world. Of course, it had to be changed a little bit because of the virus. The Kentucky couldn't hold the Kentucky Derby. Now the Kentucky Derby is going to be after the Belmont. Well, notwithstanding, notwithstanding, they they bet internationally and nationally sixty seven million dollars. Yeah, on on the Belmont Day race day, with no one at the racetrack. Now think about that. <laughs> Guys around the country and in the world are starving for action. Yeah. The casinos are shut down. They got to have a place to play. They got to have a place to bet. Just like our Uncle Tommy and Aunt Marie, they had to, had to have a place to bet. And, and there, there isn't any. And it, the one tracks that are taking the chance to stay open in the wintertime, Gulfstream Park in Miami and Tampa Bay, they made a killing. Yeah. Because the rest, of the, the rest of the tracks around the country were closed. And New York opened up just recently uh, for the harness tracks. Belmont's been open since, I don't know, June, June 15th or something like that. Saratoga will have their regular meet, except no one will go to the, no one can't go to the tracks. So you, you watch it, you know, you watch it uh, on TV and you, you took, you, you, uh, you join the systems that you're trying to wager on and that's your action. So you stay at home and you, and you do the things that you wanted to do if you were going out. So pretty soon, uh, Pretty soon the tracks will get up to start running and start making a little bit of money and help the horsemen out, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and it is. it is. I mean, it's been crazy. It's affecting everybody. Uh, Disneyland has delayed their reopening in California. I would imagine that Disney World will delay theirs as well. And uh, I do have to take a, take a step here to uh, step aside to wish a very happy birthday to my nephew, Noah, and uh, I wrote Noah. I wrote Noah a very special message on uh, Facebook, and I'm going to read that message off to him. So my uh, my nephew uh, Johnny's son is five year Johnny and Aaron's son is five years old today. So this is my message to you, buddy. Happy fifth birthday! You make being an uncle such an amazing, amazing part of my life. You deserve so many. You have done so many things, and you say so many things that make me feel so loved and appreciated by you. My heart melts every time I see you and get to talk with you. I'm amazed at how much of a grown little man you are, which is evident in our very funny conversations that we have, where you always make me laugh and marvel at how smart you are. As I said before, you'll always be my fellow Avenger, and I'll always be by your side. Thank you for coming into this world and shining your light. Always be you, Noah. Always. Uncle Dan loves you, now and forever. That's you, buddy. And I know you're listening, and I know that you listen into the show, and I appreciate the fact that your dad sits there with you and listens into uh, to the broadcast. But I just want to wish you a very happy fifth birthday and let you know that I love you tremendously, and I hope nothing but the best for you today. I hope this is the best birthday you've had up to this point, and I hope you live to be 150, and Uncle Dan will be here every step of the way that God lets me. You make me a proud uncle every day. And during this coronavirus and all this crazy stuff that goes on, Papa Joe, I think it's important to stop and celebrate Father's Day, celebrate your birthday, celebrate Joey being home, celebrate 
my grandmother's, you know, uh, Remembrance Day, uh, celebrate my mom's birthday that's coming up, celebrate, you know, uh, time with with your loved ones just in general to watch a movie or just do something fun. And those are the important things we have to remember. Birthdays and anniversaries, there, all this stuff is still happening and quinceañeras and all that stuff. Things are still happening in life and we need to make sure to celebrate those times and that'll give us some normalcy to celebrate birthdays. So I know you just had one, and my uh, my nephew Noah, who I love tremendously, it, you know, it has his birthday today, and Johnny, his father, had his birthday last week. And so, you know, I think it's I think it's important, Papa Joe, to celebrate these birthdays and celebrate these times, and do everything that we can to make sure that uh, that that we don't have a coronavirus birthday but that we have a very real birthday every year and anniversary and whatnot, and that we show the people we love that we love them because that's something that's in our control. Well, that's true. That's true. Very well said. So, well, the sports world is suffering greatly. Yeah. Uh, baseball is, is attempting to open up. You know, they, made, they finally made a deal, a, some, it's a framework of a deal, uh, which we can get into if you want to, but uh, yeah. that's your, your call. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hop into baseball here, and we're gonna do it in just a second. We're gonna take a, qu- a quick step aside for a fast break. When Papa Joe and I come back, we're gonna jump into baseball. We've been talking about it for weeks, whether or not they were ever gonna figure anything out. It just so happens that maybe, just maybe, they have figured out a plan that could be a workable plan. It, it is set in place, and it's going to be a very rapid restart. Papa Joe is here with us every Thursday morning in hour number one. We're talking about the Sunshine State, where he hails from. Speaking on the state of everything in the Sunshine State and how that could be affecting sports and whatnot. We've been talking about baseball for a while, PJ. It looks like there's finally a plan in place. What are your thoughts on baseball's plan to restart after they had a very ugly few weeks in the that kind of spilled out into the public? Major League Baseball did not need this. They didn't need it to spill out into the, into the public where there's millions of fans are listening and waiting for them to make decisions yeah. based on billion dollars worth of uh, income. It it was embarrassing to listen to what they were going through. I'm a lifelong baseball fan. I will ever be that. And it's, they're going to start out with 60 games yeah. and 10 team playoff. They're going to the kid. The guys can report on July 1st or thereabout. The season starts July 24th or thereabouts. You know, you don't know that. I'm, I'm sure they're going to say that. But as we speak, guys are walking into camp and they're positive. So what do you do with these guys? There's no minor leagues this summer. All the kids that used to play baseball in the summer, in the spring, the summer, the fall, in the minor leagues, there's no minor league baseball. Yeah. So what, what do those guys do? So the, the, in their infinite wisdom, they came up with a 60-game schedule. They're going to run through that as quick as possible probably. Guys are going to get hurt because they're being rushed back, but, you know, that's that's their problem. They're going to increase the roster to at least 30 players. Um, the players are going to get a full pro run of their salary, which is 37%. So in Mike Trout's case, Mike Trout makes $37 million a year. Yeah, Those are obscene numbers, of course. Mike Trout is now only going to make $13 million a year for a couple of months. Isn't that... Aren't you sad for Mike Trout? <laughs> I love Mike Trout. He's my favorite player. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm giving people the numbers that are truly obscene. They're, out, they're outrageous. Right. The only problem that I think that, that uh, 
Major League Baseball is going to, and the players are going to have is to, to challenge the, the health of the players, the injuries that I just mentioned. How many times do they have to do the test of people? Do they test them every day, every six hours? You, it, now they've, they've also told the players and the managers they got to stand six feet apart when you're not playing the game. Now, when the players come into the dugout, what are they going to do? Right. They're not going to sit six feet apart. There's not <laughs> enough room. Right. My goodness. You know, it, you can't you can't spit anymore, Daniel. You can't chew tobacco anymore. Yeah. You can't scratch your nuts like I told you last <laughs> week. You not, they're not going to do that. You do. You can't have. You can't spit out sunflower seeds. Uh, a ball that was a ball that was played during a, an inning is is thrown out. Yeah. Uh, showers. You can't take showers. You can't take taxis. No Ubers. Um, there's something else to oh no fist bumps, no high fives, and no hugs. Now you tell me when you're watching a, an exciting game, yeah. it's three to three in the bottom of the ninth inning, and someone scores a run. Yeah. Everyone's happy, and what's going to happen? The guy's going to run the bases. He's going to touch home plate, and that's it. Right. It's over and done with. No hugs. No nothing. No nothing. Right. So the people go off in their, in their probably six feet apart, walk into the clubhouse where everyone's confined again. They can't take showers. They throw their sweaty <laughs> clothes on the floor, jump into their togs, and go home or wherever yeah. to take a shower and stuff. I mean, you know, it's just, it's 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 embarrassing that they had to come to this realization, and they should have done this two months ago. They had a they had a uh, they had an agreement in place two months ago, but yeah. they couldn't agree over the dollars. Yeah. Uh, now it's now we're going to run through a season. Men are going to get hurt because they're coming back too fast, and you can't even play baseball. You can't even enjoy the game that you played since you've been five years old. Everyone spits and chews and has sunflower seeds and high fives and baseball. It's just, it's just the culture that everyone grows up with now. Yeah. Now you got a little kid watching at home with, with grandpa, and he's eight years old. Then he looks at Grandpa and say, Grandpa, they're not having any fun. Why aren't they running around and hugging each other and stuff? Yeah. What's what's Grandpa going to say? Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, and, and that's, that's a crazy thing about it. Like you said, I mean, you don't think about that because people want sports to come back so bad. Like you can't celebrate, you know what I mean? And you have to, you have to go against all of your, your normal, because most people I would like to think, you know, shake hands or high five each other or, you know, uh, you know, give each other a hug, whatever it may be, but to not be able to, it's going to be so weird to watch on television when like, if I was to hit a home run and then I see you and I can't give you a hug and I kind of run over to you and then I stop and the camera picks it up and I'm like oh we can't touch each other and I just kind of air high five I mean I'm sure some people are going to make it fun and there's always ways to make it interesting but like you said I mean baseball is so many things that it's not going to be right now and like you said you can't scratch yourself you can't spit you can't this you can't that you know the baseball has got to be thrown out you can't take an uber home you're going to smell like you know like like you're going to you're going to smell like dirty feet in your car because you can't take a shower so i mean it's it's just it's a crazy thing to to go through all this stuff 
just to bring this back. But you're right. I mean, there's so many things that you don't think about when you're a fan. Like if, if I'm playing, I can't, you know, I can't take a shower. I can't, I mean, what are you supposed to do in the dugout? Like when you run to the dugout, do you just like, does everybody run away from you in the dugout? And then you have to go sit. And I mean, it's like, uh, and Jerry just said, you can't take all the emotion out of the game, but it's kind of like it does, you know, it, it takes the wind out of the sails. It's going to be dead silent in the, in the, in the arena. There's going to be no fans. So it's going to, I mean, unless they put, they're going to pump in maybe crowd volume. They said they're going to maybe do something like that for the NFL, but you know, it's like, so you have no real response, maybe some fake automated response, but no real response. And then you just have silence and nobody touching each other and nobody could do anything. I mean, this is going to be a very, very weird way to watch baseball. And I feel like fans are going to want it back really, really bad. And then we're going to get it back and we're going to be like, oh, this is such like a weird version. And then people are going to be pissed off and then they're, they're going to be like, well, you know, I hate watching this because there's no fans and I hate watching it because they can't touch and I hate watching it because they can't celebrate. and I hate watching it because, you know, I feel like people are going to complain about it because I think the entertainment value is going to be gone, which is really, really sad. But this is reality. If you want them to play baseball, I, you know, Papa Joe, I'm kind of a proponent that everybody should just, you know, wear like a giant plastic bag over their body and or maybe just like maybe everybody just gets inside of an individual beach ball and they run around inside of of these you know like inflated balls where nobody can touch them but i mean it's almost laughable what we have to do now i mean maybe baseball players should just wear hazmat suits and see if they can still hit the ball that way right that's true that's true <laughs> this is something else that i forgot to mention too crazy. The, the pitchers are going to have their own rosin bag they can't they can't use the rosin bag from someone else you know this past christmas mary gave me a super pr- uh, christmas present which was totally unexpected and i just loved it she bought me or she's going to buy me or she was uh <laughs> going to buy me the the of the uh major league baseball package where i could see all the games anytime anywhere yeah around the country and i'm a big mike trout fan and clayton kershaw and we never see to get the west coast play we don't ever get to see those guys play unless they're on the game of the week which doesn't happen very often uh we we wind up watching the with Miami, Miami team, Miami Heat, uh, the Tampa Bay and Atlanta, because those are the ones in our in our area. Right. And, and they told her, "Well, Mrs. Lando, you don't buy it until a couple of days before the first game. Then it's it's all pretty well settled." So we're still waiting for that. And I'm of the mind I'm going to ask her to please don't even do it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, well, I'm. I'm going to love to watch Mike Trout and Clayton Gershaw, but what else am I going to see? Uh, I'm going to see singles and triples and home runs and stolen bases and throwouts at the plate, but I'm not going to see anything else. I'm not going to see any excitement. I'm not going to see any fans. I'm not going to see the manager running out and trying to get chewed out by an umpire. Imagine arguing with an umpire and they got to stay six feet apart. Imagine that. Well, here, here's one for you. Imagine a imagine a pitcher trying to throw somebody out that's stealing a base, or imagine or imagine a catcher trying to stop somebody from home plate. Are you not allowed to run into each other? If I'm a second baseman and the ball's coming my way and somebody's trying to steal, am I not allowed to to touch them with the ball? Am I not allowed to, you know, hit them with my glove? So I mean this is the thing. Baseball is contact. Basketball is contact. So what do you do when somebody steals a base? Do you run out of the way? I mean like what 
what what is the what is this going to look like and how stupid can this essentially become you know because if if i'm trying to throw somebody out at first base and the guy's like barreling into me am i am i allowed to touch him in that situation or do i have to run away from him that's right that's that's a good question i i'm I'm anxious to see how that's going to play out on the field uh you know let's I, I, I will watch the opening day, of course. Yeah. I don't know if Mary will have the package for me. we got to talk about it some more. But uh, I, I don't ever get to see my, my bros up in Milwaukee, the Brewers play. Though I got them on that package, too. So we'll see. They'll, they'll probate the package for her, and we'll see how much it costs. And if it, if I want to do it, fine. If not, then I'll wait till next year. If we if there is a next year, there's going to be a labor, labor dispute again because the the, the Players Association is going to file a grievance over what Manfredi did to get the, to, to get it started. He just sort of ignored their their contract negotiations for this in the, in the uh, coronavirus, and uh, he just did what he said he was going to do, 60 games, and let's go from there. The players wanted to know, tell us when to report. So he bluffed them, and he said, report January, July 1st, let's play ball. Let's right. see what happens. Yeah, you know, so I mean, again, this is going to create a lot of issues. It's obviously shown that there's a very dicey marriage between the uh, Players Association and Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball's front office itself. Uh, there, There is definitely going to be, uh, when it comes down to labor negotiations in the future, I would imagine, I hope there won't, but I imagine that it's going to be a very potentially ugly back and forth if they can't play nice nice in the sandbox and figure this thing out together but you know it's just and it's kind of i mean coronavirus is 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 sending a lot of stuff out there pj you know if you're in a relationship and you know you're home with that lady or that man during coronavirus and you thought maybe things aren't that good or maybe you thought they were good and you know, y'all are at each other's throats i mean there is some stuff here i think baseball and baseball players association we've realized that this marriage is dicey but you know some people some people i don't think you know relationships like maybe a sports one or a, a personal one are going to make it out of this i'm sure you got I'm sure you know people, Papa Joe. There might be people on your road going, okay, I thought I loved my wife, but after three months of this, like, I'm ready to move out and sleep in my car. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm very happy of, of, you know, the situations that I got out of because if I was in them still right now, I don't know who would have made it out of the house. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm sure my mom's happy too. But, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just the reality that, the coronavirus, in its own unique way, kind of made us all look at our lives. And the Players Association and the league office are looking at each other going like, wow, I thought maybe we were on the same page, but I don't really like you. I don't want to deal with you. And I feel like we're, we're rolling toward a potential lockout in baseball because of this coronavirus really exposing the fact that the relationship between the two parties is not that strong. Well, true, and uh, you know there was a ten years ago there was a lockout and uh, the fans uh, rebelled. Yeah, and uh, I can I can understand that the fans don't. Well, what are they going to do? I mean, they can't go to the game. Uh, if you're lucky, you can see your regional game on television, regional television. And me, I want to see the whole deal. I want to see the West Coast and and the Midwest with the Brewers. So the ex- there's no excitement. To start to get okay, big deal. Baseball's going to open up. Opening day. There's always huge uh, guys coming in, dropping in off of uh, planes 
landing in the in the infield with parachutes, hoopla, bands, and stuff, and uh, introducing the team, each team that they run up and down the third and fourth, the third baseline and the first baseline with the managers and the crowd they're cheering. Yeah. So what do we get in three weeks? What do we get? We get a very staid, quiet situation yeah. where the umpire says, play ball, and the pitchers are thrown, the batter hits, the batter runs, yeah. outfielder makes an out, and that's it. I mean, that, that's if you're in, if you're now Joe Buck happens to be one of the best announcers out there. I particularly don't care for him, but Joe does, and he, yeah. Joe Buck's an excellent announcer. How is Joe Buck going to describe what's happening <laughs> on the field yeah. if he doesn't, you know, effuse it a lot? And yeah. you know, he's extremely good at what he does. But yeah. you know, what are you going to? How are you going to make it exciting? When there's nothing to be exciting about, yeah, and no one's watching it, yeah, you know, and that's and that's the thing. See, like I would welcome this because I, you know, my personality. I could make I can make a a plastic bag mowing, going around the highway into a very exciting conversation. I believe that. I believe that I could take literally nothing and I'm like the MacGyver of I, you know, wanting to make people like I think making people laugh and creating. You know, and creating a story, creating an environment where we can actually talk about something. I could talk about anything. Dan, there's a bag on the highway. Make it interesting. I'll do it. And so, if I was in Joe Buck's place, I would, I would make this laughable. I would make it exciting. I, you know, I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, Bob, that guy was so excited. I think he almost slapped that guy's hand, and then we all would have had to leave in quarantine. I mean, like, I would, I would jump into this thing wholeheartedly and say, okay, how am I going to make this ridiculous situation funny? How am I going to make it interesting? You know, like, you know, I mean, and just find that, you know, like the seventh inning stretch that there's nobody that's going to be in the fan base, nobody's stretching. I would have, I would have the stadium be like, you know, sale on hot dogs, five for a dollar. Like, I mean, I would just make it stupidly funny. Just do it. I mean, I mean, they're talking about putting virtual fans on television for NFL games, so it looks like people are there, which is like the old like Madden games where where the fans were all one dimensional and they threw their hands up and put them down and they like crossed over each other because the graphics weren't that great. I mean, they and they're gonna pump in sounds, so they're gonna try and decide when a fan is excited. And you know, fans are gonna write in on Twitter and go, "I wouldn't have laughed at that." I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have cheered at that. Why are they saying that I would cheer? I didn't like that play. I mean, this is going to be a very interesting time. And what I've realized in life is that there are really, really good people. And there's people that are going to complain about sports that complain about sports not being here. And then when they come back, they're going to complain about sports not being good enough. And, and the reality of, all, of it all is that those people should just stay in their basement and eat their Cheerios and stay away from humanity. But that that's my opinion. Stay in your bunker. Nobody cares. Stay there. But you know, one, of, one, of the, <laughs> one of the funniest men in baseball is Bob Uber. Yeah. And he is an absolute riot. He's getting, he's getting pretty old. He's getting up there. And Uber has a, a seat way in the third deck down the first base side at, at Milwaukee Stadium. Yeah. And it's, that's his chair. I mean, that's in the, the TV's on him all the time, you know. What is he going to do? What is he going to talk about? How is he going to be funny when there's no one to be funny with? And I, I don't know how he's going to handle that, but uh, if you know Bob, Bob Uecker, he's been part of Milwaukee for 50, 40 years almost, you know. And he's just a funny guy, and I don't know how he's going to handle the situation. Well, you know, you know what I find funny now is 
if if a squirrel or some type of animal gets on the field, there's nobody to take it off. So we could just watch a squirrel run around for three hours. Or if you really want to be adventurous, be the fan that sneaks into the stadium and goes streaking. Nobody can stop you. So I mean, I mean, it's you know, <laughs> you know rain out. Yeah. How about if there's, if there's starting to rain and the guys have got to put the tarp on the field? Do they have to be six feet apart to pull the tarp across the field? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, and that's that's the thing, you know, and, and can you pull it across if you're six feet apart? And, you know, like, well, you have enough people. And, you know, do they say, like, well, we can only have four of you go out there, but we need to have 16 of you. I mean, it's just, it's just the reality of this. I mean, is somebody going to come out? And like, you know, it'd be really funny is if the pitcher picks up the ball and, and and right before he throws it to the catcher and starts to warm up, somebody, somebody that works for the team runs out with a Febreze bottle and sprays the pitcher and sprays the ball and then runs back. Like, I mean, I, I just feel like this needs to be, and I feel like every game should be brought to you by Lysol, Febreze, uh, you know, Charmin toilet paper. Like I, I feel that, I mean, I would just, I would just laugh this up because it's, it's such a ridiculous bubble boy situation that I feel like we're all just kind of trapped in this biosphere. And, you know, it's it's just, a, it's like a really crazy Stephen King novel. And I feel like that's where we're at right now, which is nuts. But, you know, hopefully this will get back to some type of normalcy. But yeah, I, mean, I would just laugh this up. I would. I would have I would have the Febreze team there. And like I said, you know, like I would when the players come off the field, I would, you know, I would I would present them with like, you know, like if you hit a home run, you get a you get a thing of toilet paper to bring home to your family since it's such a hard thing to get, you know. Yeah, some like something fun, or maybe you win some eggs because eggs are hard to come by. But I mean, it's 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 just I'm happy baseball's coming back. But here's the thing: it's all supposed to be so quick. And if we look at it right now, if I take a look at uh, the situation, because my buddy Ross, who's like my uh, official unofficial producer, uh, Ross Toretsky, fantastic human being, and he. Gives me, uh, gives me, uh, he does production work all the time for me without even uh, being asked to do it because he's just, he's a brother to me, he's a really good person. And so he's always setting me up with stories. And he sent me a graphic that shows kind of like where things are at with the sports world coming back. And so I want to go to this, I want to take a look at this uh, while we're talking here and let everybody know kind of what the situation is. So this is how July works. Okay. MLS is back tournament, it's supposed to start in Orlando with Orlando City SC being the first game on July 8th. On July 10th, NHL training camp begins. On July 23rd and 24th, my mom's birthday, the 24th, is MLB opening day. And on July 26th, the NWSL Challenge Cup final happens, which is women's soccer. On July 30th, NBA restarts. In late July, the WNBA starts. And in late July, NFL training camp opens. So this is a giant like, hey, we've had no sports, and now we're gonna have set, you know, we're gonna have everything come at you at the same time. And the hope is, though, above everything else, is that we have to stay safe. And that is a huge concern of mine right now. Is how are we all gonna stay safe? Now all these people are gonna be quarantined. But again, Papa Joe, we've seen it with college football teams. Texas doesn't just have Texas players. Syracuse doesn't recruit Syracuse, so we know that. Florida doesn't have just Gator, you know, Gator Town players, people from Gainesville. So the reality is Kansas State came back and they suspended their program. Why? 
because they tested positive. Texas had four positive cases. Uh, Clemson had 23 with their football team. LSU had 30 positive cases. Anytime you take anything and you bring people from all different areas to come back, they're going to test positive. The NBA is going to test positive. The NHL is going to test positive. The NWSL, the MLS, the MLB, people are going to test positive because your players are coming from Pennsylvania, New York, Wyoming, Connecticut. I mean, they're not all from the same house in the same city or same town or same borough. So we're going to see these cases of, of, of we're going to see positive COVID cases with everything because when it comes to sports, People are coming from all over, just like people that are traveling to Florida and the cases are going up. It's just the reality. If you have people coming from a bunch of different places and a bunch of different situations and some of them abided by the rules and maybe some of them didn't, we are where we are. And all it takes is one to test positive to throw the whole thing out. I mean, the NBA shut down when Rudy Gobert of Utah tested positive. So what's going to happen when the NBA comes back on July 30th and one guy tests positive? Do you shut it all down again because that's what you did before? Or do you say, let's try to power through this? I mean, Papa Joe, we are dealing with the fact that sports teams, college or, or professional, have players from all over the country. So there is no good way to be able to make sure that nobody's going to get sick because the chances of having an MLB team with Connecticut, Florida, Wyoming, Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Michigan players are high and somebody's going to get sick and somebody's going to bring that and maybe they're not they're going to be asymptomatic but I don't think you can play sports without knowing that someone's going to test positive when you're recruiting or bringing in players from all over the country or all over the world when it comes to baseball. That's true. Basketball too. I you know, basketball is now going to try to centralize their season. Uh, they're going to bring all the teams to one major area, which is Orlando, your place, your, one of your favorite places. Yeah. All the hotels are going to be filled. The bills are going to be astronomical. And they're going to try to play the games and arrive at a championship. Yeah. All of these, all of these teams will be, what, you can't take a charge going down the lane now? Suppose some guy driving, you want to hack his hand to get a foul. You, 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 how can you play the game honestly and play defense as strong as you can if you can't move around? You can't do anything. So if they're going to centralize their league right now and try to get a championship, uh, how are they going to do that yeah. and keep everyone safe? You know that that bothers me. It bothered me two months ago when they made this decision, and here it is, almost time for them to report. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, that's that's where we sit at right now is that, you know, we're just in a very unique and crazy situation. But, you know, we're already finding out that because you can't do that, you know, you can't say, okay, Texas, just the players from Texas that are on the University of Texas's football team can come back and then we'll take back our players from New York and then we'll take back our players from Oklahoma and we'll integrate you guys and we'll kind of segregate you that our Texas players and our Florida players, you can't do it. And so, I mean, when it comes to sports, it's it's a reality. It's just like travel. It's just like going to Disney. You got people from all 50 states, potentially, or, uh, you know, or some grouping of those states. You got people from all over the world. You can't say that, that this person can come back, but this person can't. So, you know, we're going to have these positive cases. The question that I have on my mind that I would like to know is when people are testing positive, are they sick? Are they on ventilators? Are they in hospitals? Are they asymptomatic? Because if players are testing positive and they're fine, 
that's drastically different than saying, you know, LSU had 30 players test positive and 20 of them are in the hospital. That's very different. All right. It's true. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's conceivable, although unlikely. It's conceivable that as things start to mount up, especially in Florida and Arizona, that the leagues could simply suspend play. Right. If one if one league does it, then maybe the others will be a copycat. If Major League Baseball doesn't want to play, or NBA doesn't want to finish their season, or the NFL doesn't want to report, or Major League Soccer doesn't want to start the season, yeah. if one one team one league does that, it could be a copycat. It could conceivably everyone could be down for the entire year. Yeah, you know, and and that's, I mean, and nobody wants to see it come back and go away again because that's almost worse. It's like, it's like being in a relationship, breaking up, getting back together, and breaking up a month later. Nobody wants to see that happen. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of resources to bring all of this stuff back just to let it go again. So my hope is that it does work out. I want to let you know that my mom said that uh, that we we got that right about about her situation happening before coronavirus. So uh, she so mom was happy. Mom was happy to be in the house, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's 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 just a it's a very very dicey situation. I want sports to come back just like anybody else. But if some but if I'm sitting on press row at a game and one of these knuckleheads in the media gets me sick after 3 months of of not having, you know what I mean? It's like that's not worth it to me. I'd rather watch the games at home in my confines, but you know, I mean it's it, it's hard because I want to come down and see you and Mary. I don't think I have the virus, but what if I'm asymptomatic? You know, so it's like, but I mean, there's things I want to do. I want to go to Disney. I want to come see you. I want to, you know, want to see you guys down there in Florida. I want to be able to travel to North Carolina and South Carolina. I want to go to Rhode Island and just sit and sit by the water. I want to, you know, I want to get on a plane. I I mean, I may, I may be taking my trips that I'm going to be taking now are going to be driving trips. And they're going to be in the state of New York. And that's kind of like what I'm going to do now. Like my buddy said to me, hey, you want to go on this trip with me for a couple of days? Got a bunch of people getting together. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's in the state of New York. I'm going to be in a vehicle. And Papa Joe, I'm going to be like, I want I want to like hire someone like a butler to follow me around and just spray me with Febreze every 10 seconds. Like, I, <laughs> but you know, when I'm in Aldi's, like, I don't want to touch anything that anybody's touching. I don't want to go anywhere that anybody's. If somebody coughs, I'm like running in the other direction. So, you know what I mean? It's like we live in such a crazy world and we all want sports to come back. But when sports comes back, there's an, there's the issue of the fact that you're bonding people from all over the country and all over the world, and and that's 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 going to make for things to get interesting because then when they return to their states, do they have to quarantine? It's just going to be a lot. That's right. Uh, it's it's not going to be a very cozy next couple of a couple of months uh, yeah. at least, and so we can just hope for the best and hope that the, the powers that be will make the right decisions and. And take care of the take care of the players and take care of the people. So they they have a lot of they have a lot of big decisions to make. Well, here's my here's my thing, PJ. In closing for our conversation, like if people in Syracuse, because Florida is very different, if people in in central and upstate New York have to go through the summer, get their sports back, lose their sports, quarantine again, shelter in place, and then it snows. 
I don't want to deal with the people up here, PJ, because they already drive like maniacs. So if 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 people are are trapped inside again, I'm gonna tell you, you know, you know, you know who I think, you know who I think's having a good time right now? Divorce lawyers. I think <laughs> I think I think they're making a lot of money right now. I think bookies are making a lot of money right now. You know. Like I, I mean, if you're a divorce a divorce lawyer or you're a bookie, you're probably in some tremendous shape. So, or if you have like an underground brothel, you're probably doing well. But I mean, outside of that, I think we all just need to like temper our expectations, play it safe, and please, you know, selfishly, if you all obey the rules, I can go see my dad down in Florida. So, can you please just do that for me so I can go see Papa Joe? That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you down here. So with all that being said, PJ, I appreciate it. I appreciate the laughs. Thank you for the update. Please stay safe in Florida. I'm happy. I know you don't like being quarantined, but I'm happy that Mary's taking care of you down there. And make sure you take care of each other and uh, and, and take care of that uh, meatball number one, Joey. And, and just be safe. And I hope to see you all soon. Okay, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. T- take care.